0: With a career covering nearly two decades, Mining International partners with new and junior miners and larger predominant players in the market. With no further ado, here is your host, Rob Tyson.
1: Hi Mining Community, welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep the Mining podcast. And today's guest is uh, Greg Jordan, who's the Acting Country Manager for HGS International, who are specialists in hydraulic hoses and fittings, Lubrication solutions and fire suppression systems, um, and based in West Africa, um, they cover the mining and construction industry, um, and they are one shop, one-stop shop for all your asset protection needs, and sell many products that are used throughout the mining, throughout mining operations. Um, I thought this would be a good episode to help our listeners understand the importance, importance of uh, asset protection on site. And to, and to see how fully utilize and maintain their equipment um, and better cope with the wear and tear of, uh, obviously, all equipment on, on site. So um, I'd like to welcome Greg. How are you doing, Greg? Hi, Rob. I'm doing good in yourself. Yeah, I'm not doing too bad, not doing too bad. I um, really appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this podcast <clears throat> um, and really want to, I suppose, understand what you guys do and, give, I suppose, give the audience some advice as to um, how they should protect their equipment, and maybe you can give some obviously some suggestions. So, absolutely. First of all, just wonder if you can give us a little bit uh, background about yourself um, from probably from when you started in in the mining industry to where you are today, and then I'll, I've got some questions to ask around around what what you what your company does and uh, how you can help the uh, mining sure.
2: industry. Sure, uh, Rob. If I can start off, I'd like to just i uh, start off by saying I really appreciate the opportunity to be a guest on your show. As a regular listener and a fan of your show, I'm excited to be a guest today. Um, as for myself, I'm currently the acting country manager for HGS in Cote d'Ivoire. Um, I've been in the fire suppression industry for around 19 years. Um, I started in South Africa. Um, I've been working throughout West Africa mining sector for about seven years. Um, from all over Africa, from the west in Senegal to the Djibouti, uh, Eritrea, um, Egypt. Uh, I've been all over the African continent um, and uh, I've been applying my trade there as, as a fire suppression specialist. And then I've moved into management in the last five years uh, of, that, of that span. Okay. And Yeah, carry on. Yeah, and, um, you know, for for me, the biggest thing is always to educate our clients, uh, make them understand, you know, why why things are set in the standards that they are. Um, You know, it's all about safety, not only for the operator, but uh, the capital equipment that they've purchased.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Can you just give us an overview of um, HGS, uh, what you guys actually do?
2: Sure. Um, HTS is um, a West African focused total asset management company. This entails product and services from hydraulic hose and fittings to automated lubrication and fire suppression systems in the mining sector. Um, Currently, we have five offices throughout West Africa and have been serving the industry since 2006. Um, as HGS, we supply many national and international companies within West Africa region from Mauritania to Nigeria. Um, and I'm actually confident that many of your listeners have dealt with us already are familiar with HGS um, services.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt they will, no doubt. Yeah. So for, for the people that don't um, don't know you guys, um, can you tell us a little bit about how things typically work? Um, I mean, that's say uh, a new mine is opening or maybe an existing mine. Um, yes. How do HGS get involved?
2: Well, Rob, we always follow mining news, um, whether it's Brownfield, Greenfield, um, any drilling projects, and so forth. And typically, a source of information would be your podcast. Uh, not to be biased, but yeah, your podcast, the LinkedIn, um, we get a lot of information there. Um, and then we approach the m- mine and offer our proposal. Um, and that could entail that we offer a containerized workshop on site. Um, and then we cover hydraulic hose services, fire suppression systems, automatic lubrication systems on the mining fleet, but also in the plant and the process area. Um, and our on-site teams run on site 24-7, 365 days a year. And then we work with the mine planners and maintenance staff to do planned inspections on, on all of the uh, hydraulic hoses, the fire suppression and lubrication, um, as well as being available on-site for any unplanned breakdowns or recharges um, or emergency repairs.
1: Yeah. Okay. And do you generally come in at the, the start of a mining operation or do you sometimes come in, um, during an operation? Obviously it depends on, um, obviously when the com- a company approaches you. Um, but is there, is, the, would you say you get more work at the beginning of a operation or during?
2: I would say at the beginning, uh, Rob, um, typically uh, we're already known in the industry, so whether a mine releases a tender, um, you know, we actively seek out when we see these projects, we try and get involved at the exploration stage already, maybe supporting the drilling companies such as Capital Mining, uh, sorry, Capital Drilling, Geodrill, um, those kind of companies. Um, and then we'll be approached to offer our proposal to be on site. So as the mine expands, we are on site already at that stage to, to support the mining activities.
1: Yeah. And how do sort of customers or clients or mining companies or even contractors, how do they benefit by having you guys uh, being on site? Uh, Good question, Rob. The customers
2: typically benefit from us being on site. Um, The benefits range from reducing operations costs, increased productivity and on-site safety for operators, um, and also protecting expensive capital equipment. We do this through planned maintenance and being based on site um, and in country with trained and certified staff. Uh, some of the companies, Rob, you might know um, the big mining houses such as Endeavour Mining, Perseus Mining, A Gold, DeShante, Ashante, yeah. Nord Gold, Kinross. Uh, then we have companies um, that do mining contractors, SFTP Mining, AMS, African Mining Services. Um, and we, BCM International also. And we also typically work with many of the large OEMs um, like Komatsu, Caterpillar, Epiroc. Um, all of them, we, we work with them at the OEM stage. So they may ask us to assist them with a lubrication system for a potential client that has specified a product range that we do. Um, and then the machine will be delivered to the client Ready to go, ready to operate, fitted with lubrication, with fire suppression. Yeah, that's okay. typically our, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so what challenges do you see mining companies having where you could then come in and help them? Um, obviously, I know you mentioned that you do come in at the the beginning of a of a uh, project or an operation, but if if it's if it, if an operation is up and running um, and they're going to be having challenges. What challenges would you see them having where you could come in and, and overcome those challenges and make a difference?
2: Yeah, well, the main place where we can help the mine is if there's no management of the fire suppression maintenance, um, we, you will, they will definitely have a situation, uh, un, you know, unfortunate situation where there's a fire on a, on a machine um, and the fire suppression system is empty because there's been no management or they haven't called in the company that normally does the services, um, and as HGS we take over that management. We give them regular reports weekly, monthly, um, so they know exactly what's the status of the machines, whether it's the fire suppression systems, lubrication systems. So we take that away for them that that pain of having that uncertainty of the status of the equipment. Uh, let's just say the machine operating. A fire goes out, the operator wants to activate the system, the system is empty, he runs away, he calls emergency services, the machine unfortunately burns down and has to be scrapped. So now the miner has lost that production, they've lost that equipment and they've incurred a, a large expense waiting for a new machine or having to order another machine. So that's, that's how we can assist our clients uh, is taking over that management and giving them peace of mind that all the capital equipment and things in their plant are running smoothly uh, with certified reports. Mm.
1: And how often do you sort of come in and look at uh, emergencies if emergency has happened? Um, how often do you come into an operation where they might have not known about you before and you've come, had to come in because there's been an emergency.
2: Well, Rob, uh, typically if in, in that situation, um, we will get in contact through the OEMs and they will recommend us and say, listen, HGS uh, contact person, and uh, we'll go to site, investigate, do an audit, see what's, what's happening, what was the root cause, uh, see what can be changed. And then we report to the client and say, offer a proposal and a solution. With our recommendation um and then you know we can take over from there and and manage the the risks for them
1: okay um you mentioned obviously lubrication and uh, fire suppression systems how do these sort of benefit mine and their uh, employees
2: uh that's a good question rob let's first look at lubrication systems today's machines equipment require precise metered quantities of lubricant at predetermined intervals or continuously while the machine is running, um, if you don't have these automatic systems, then somebody has to come manually you know at each interval and come with a hand pump and pump lubrication grease in, and you might overfill it, you might underfill it, and that can cause risk to your machine as in not enough lubrication and and you know your parts could cease. So that's the the, the the benefit of having the lubrication. And the bottom line is that lubrication systems save money and positively contribute towards HS, HSE. Uh, the installation of a lubrication system drastically reduces repair and maintenance costs. Um, it also cuts, in addition, lubrication consumption is cut and the lifespan of wear components increased. This automatically reduces downtime and operations costs. Um when we look at fire suppression systems, um again, people think that if they have a fire extinguisher on the machine, that's you know, enough. they sort it. They that's <laughs> enough. I don't need a fire suppression system. Um we've never had a fire in this mine or in the plant for you know eight years. But I mean that's not why you have it. You have it to cover your risk. Similar to home insurance or fire fire detection system in a building you have it there to cover the risk if it should happen. Um, yeah. and generally we see when, when clients install fire suppression systems, um, a lot of times they get a reduced premiums from the insurance company because they've you mm. know, mitigated the risk. Um, but yeah, so fire suppression systems are designed to automatically be activated in the event of a fire. Uh, normally they, or they always cut the power to the machine. So the machine stops, Operator can escape, the system is discharged automatically. Um, the, the spreading of fuel and hydraulic oil has been stopped by the, uh, by the, system, by the engine being cut out, linked to our fire system. Um, and again, if you have a, just only a fire extinguisher, the operator will panic and you know, literally just run away. He won't go back and start <laughs> using a fire extinguisher, you know, putting his, putting his life at risk. Yeah. And then just lastly also, uh, ACS offers the fossil fueling systems. This is an unseen asset and it can be utilized more efficiently. The asset is protected. The refueling solutions are ideal for mining operations uh, as, as the time to refuel is drastically cut and the system helps prevent contamination and spillage.
1: Okay. Um, what lessons can you sort of give our audience to to maybe help them? Um, I mean, if I suppose it's if there is a um, operation, a, a minority in operation and they have they don't have necessarily these types of systems in place. Is there anything they can do in the meantime? Um, obviously, before. Potentially reaching out to you, they might have to go obviously have a have a chat to their managers and say, "Look, th- these are the problems that are coming up. Um, we we need we need a system in place." Um, is there anything you, that you can give, um, sort of employees and potentially people that are listening to this? Um, any um, any lessons or help?
2: Yeah, Rob. Um, <clears throat> being based in West Africa, we often hear the adage, you know, "This is Africa," as in. You know, there's no real standards. You know, each mining jurisdiction may have certain laws when it comes to, you know, the way mines operate. But when it comes down to safety systems and so forth, a lot of the African countries lack these these laws. There are some countries that do have it and do enforce it. Um, but typically, you know, they say this is Africa and, you know, let's just things be as they are. But uh, we feel we can contribute positively Positively towards it. And we choose to follow standards and have certified services giving our customers value. We've noticed a trend in our industry that certain companies are desperate to make a quick buck. They underspecify a system uh, just to get the sale through or to undercut a competitor. Just for example, let's say you have a D9 dozer, and according to the the standards, you should have, uh, let's just say, a 60 liter cylinder. But somebody will come and say, oh, I'm going to give you 40 liters and you're going to save $1,000. US And you think, oh, wow, I've just saved the company $1,000. But the, the system that's been installed is not according to the standard. And as HGS, we follow the Australian standard for fire suppression, which is the AS5062-2016. And we also uh, follow the ISO 9001 quality standards. So when we do the the asset management, you know, we look at all of those things, we work according to a standard. There are many companies that, you know, try and take shortcuts because there's no oversight or regulation. Um, But I'm proud to say uh, while working for HCS, we've never had any serious safety issues um, due to the current and ongoing maintenance, you know, these preventative maintenance, um, we can just... Knock on wood that nothing bad has happened to any of our clients and their staff.
1: Yeah, well, no, no, that's good to hear because obviously there is a there's probably um, relaxed laws, should we say, in West Africa. Um, But you're as a company operating in West Africa, you are setting you are setting standards to, would you say, first world standards and obviously ISO regulated in terms of having setting the bar high. And um, which which is which is good to hear, and obviously a reputable rep company. Um, so, what sort of sets HGS apart from sort of other people within the field or other uh, some of your competitors? Would you say?
2: Yeah, well, um, HGS we we like to you know be the trailblazers, and and um, a lot of the times we've we've done things that our competitors have followed, but. For example, we were the first company to introduce fire suppression with lubrication and hydraulic hoses. So before Rob, clients had to hire one company to look after their hydraulic hose needs and lubrication. And then a separate company that would come in and do their fire suppression. At, at some mines, you would have one workshop for lubrication and hose and one for uh, fire suppression. And now you're paying two different companies you know two fees two, lots of two different two.
1: stakeholders as well everything,
2: everything exactly up. yeah yeah so at hgs we decided in way back when that we'd combine this as one offering offering so that we can offer better value to clients um, and we've seen that most of our competitors have now also decided to try this but they've realized it's not as easy to copy and paste um, as just mentioned earlier, we do follow the international standards and best practices and we don't take any shortcuts to make a quick buck. We have formed partnerships with international suppliers worldwide to offer the most value for money products backed by certified services. And we've also built a solid reputation in the industry and are known by our
1: high standards. Hmm. Okay. Um I've got a couple more questions. Why would um, a mining company use uh, HGS?
2: Well, a mining company would use us. um, As mentioned earlier, we'd we'd take over the the asset management for them uh, through certified services. um, And we would obviously increase the safety awareness and safety levels at the mine, and including mining operations. Um, If we just take example, let's say you've got a... I don't know, a hydraulic excavator, um, a CAT 390. And this machine is now loading your your machines. I'm sorry, that's actually a small loader to load trucks. Let's just say a, a CAT 6040. Yeah. Uh, loading CAT sevens. And when they start loading these machines, there's a fire on the machine. Um, they've decided not to put a fire suppression st- uh, system on. Maybe they wanted to save money or maybe they felt it wasn't needed because they have a health and safety team, an ERT, um, or they have fire extinguishers. And now this machine catches fire. I mean, there's a lot of videos on the internet where you see machines in general catch fire, especially tire machines like uh, dump trucks. And once that happens, Rob, uh, you know, the machines are right off. Yeah. You can't save the machine, it's, it's scrapped. Mm-hmm. So now the mine has lost that machine, it's lost production. God forbid it's lost the operator that was perhaps still inside or caught inside. Um, so now the, the mop-up begins now. It's in a root cause investigation. What happened? Why did it happen? Um, and it, as, as we take all that pain away for our clients um, and we take that responsibility on ourselves, that's why we follow these standards because when there's life at risk, you, you can't leave anything to chance.
1: Yeah. So you obviously minimise risk to... Machinery, people, um, and I suppose it's around the the component type components of of a machine. Whether that's lubricants, whether that's to to do with fire, um, any of those kind of things is what you take away from the client. And it's I suppose it's a it's a safety net as well.
2: Absolutely, uh, Rob. So let's say now the machine is burnt, it's a write-off, it's cost, I'm just a rough estimate, one million US dollars. Yep. You didn't install the fire suppression system that might have cost you, I don't know, 5,000 US. Um, Now you've lost that machine. But now when you look at the client that has a fire system managed by us, the machine activated a, a fire, fire system activated, cut off the power to the machine to stop the spread of fire. The system discharged instantly to reduce, you know, the fire getting worse. The operator was allowed to egress the machine and run to safely and call for backup and the the fire truck. So that investment of, let's say, $5,000 just saved you the life of a person, made someone go home to their family at the end of their shift. Um, It saved you a million dollars replacement fee of your machine. And not to mention the lost productivity, uh, you know, to your mind, you've had one less loader now, so your, you know, your reserves is less.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose, again, yeah. like, I suppose it helps with the insurance premiums as well. Yeah. Uh, so, Absolutely. Um if they know, obviously, that you've installed a system, then you've done everything in your power to minimise risk and, and safety. And, um, again, that will, I suppose that will help with the insurance companies. if anything Absolutely, go wrong, Yeah. If they go and claim, so. Okay, that was good yes. to hear. Um, got one more last question. What sure. does what does mining mean to you and what do you enjoy about the mining industry?
2: What I enjoy most about the mining industry, Rob, is um, the uncertainty at times, the challenges faced each day. I mean, it's not like you know living in city life where there's a nine-to-five routine kind of thing. The mining, every day is a new challenge. Every day something different happens you see things that not a lot of people will get to see because you're in remote locations, you're in different countries, um, you know, and you, and you see something that in its raw form. And I've seen, you know, the gold in the, in the field where it's been mined. And then you get to see, go to the gold room and you see the final gold uh, the bar. Yeah. Yeah. The end product. Um, and you also see for some mining companies, the impact they have on the community they operate in, you know, the, the CSR, how they build schools for the community, some houses in the villages, maybe uh, you know, some education trusts. So for me, I just enjoy the 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 uncertainty of the mining of the world and the, the certainty also, you know, things yeah. will always happen as they happen and we can adapt. But I love the challenges that, that come with it, Rob.
1: Yeah. Okay, Now that that's good to hear, Greg. Um Okay, that's really appreciate your time and uh, providing uh, this uh, this content, obviously around lubrication and, and fire safety systems um, with assets on a mine. Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people listening that uh, may think twice now about their their systems, what they have in place, what they may need to implement or even yes. improve on. So, really uh, appreciate um, you providing that content. Um, where can uh if our audience wants to reach out to you how can they go about doing that and also are you on social media at all
2: rob uh i would just like to also add uh thank yeah. again for be allowing me to be a guest on your show i really appreciate it and i really appreciate the opportunity to allow uh you know your listeners to to get more information on you know what's out there for safety and uh you know a lot of people don't don't always realize what the inner workings were at a mine and uh, to be able to expose that to a wider audience is, is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I, I am on LinkedIn only. i not really on Facebook or anything else. Um, people can search for me, Gregory, you're uh, They'll see me there. Um, also, they can visit our website, uh, www.hgs-gh.com. And there's some more uh Company information. There's some more, uh, some brochures, uh, some case studies, and so forth, where people can have a look um, at what we're all about.
1: Yeah, and I'll put these in the show notes as well. So if anyone wants to reach out, ask ask any questions, um, sure. if they've got any challenges or questions, or even um, may want to know more about um, your services. So I'll put those in the show notes, and uh, people can uh, contact you. Um, Thanks, Rob. I'm Greg. Um, I've, I've learned, I've learned a few things, um, even though I, I'm not actively based on, yeah. world, I, I, I've, I've, I've certainly learned a few things. Um, and hopefully our audience has as well. So really appreciate your time. Um, and hope, um, hope the audience enjoys, uh, what Greg has had to say. Um, and yeah, makes you, uh, makes you just think twice and, um, have a look yeah. at your own, and especially guys in maintenance, have a look at your own systems. Um, and processes and what you're doing Um, and yeah if you want to reach out to Greg feel free to do so so until next time happy mining.
0: Thanks for listening to Dig Deep the mining podcast if there are any topics you want discussed or questions you want to ask any guests then you can email us at rob at mining-international.org Or you can follow Rob and Mining International on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube for more content and to have your questions answered. Until next time, happy mining!